Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Be Humble with Della Fletcher. Today's episode is called The Me First Perspective, and I'll get into why I called it that in a minute. But first, I wanted to begin this episode with saying something, making a point. I wanted to point out that your enemies are counting on your downfall so they can prove that you are not worth enjoying anything good to happen in your life, including having a better one. You owe it to yourself to prove them wrong. That is what makes all the points I'm going to make so important because they focus on you and raising awareness on ways to improve your health, lifestyle, and well-being. Now, getting into the reason why I wanted to call it the Me First Perspective. Well, you guys know that I write. And so at one point in my life, I was working on a book. And it was called the Me First Perspective. And initially, when people would hear that, they would assume that we were going to talk about other people and how... They needed to put them first, me first, over other people. But that wasn't the point that I was trying to make at all. At the time, I was really trying to evaluate myself. And I really wanted to change. Because it's one thing for other people to say that they don't like this about you or have a problem with you about that. But it's another thing when you go home and you look in the mirror and you find something wrong with what you're doing. You know, and sometimes at that point, maybe other people didn't say anything at all. And I just didn't like what I was seeing. So I wanted to try and give my my own self a little self-help and figure out what it was I was doing wrong. And, you know, sometimes I would even ask people, you know, what do you think about this? Or what do you think about that? And they would tell me, oh, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Or I understand why you're like that. Because if I dealt with this and that, I would be that way too. But you know what? That never seemed to make me feel any better. That never seemed to make it seem like it still was okay. And so I just wanted to really see the truth about what I was doing wrong because I knew that that was the only way that I would be able to correct it. I knew that positive change begins with me. Not to think about what the next person needs to change, but how I could change to be able to get a more positive reaction out of them. Not focusing on what is wrong with someone else. That is not to excuse them but to not focus on them because that's not going to benefit me. Not to mention, I don't have any control over what 
other people do no more than anybody else has any control over me or other people around them. So to me, especially at that time, was a waste of my time because my whole purpose was to become a better person, which I think that I personally happen to think that we all should be striving for at all times. I don't really think that that's anything that um, at any point in life that anybody should give up on making an improvement on themselves. But especially for myself, I know that there has been times in my life where I needed a lot more help than at other times. I, it, there were times in my life that I were making I was making a lot more mistakes or behaving in a negative way more often than not. So I needed more constructive criticism and correction at that time than at other times. And trying to accept responsibility for my negative behavior and ways or characteristics. I didn't I didn't want to excuse them. I wanted to accept responsibility for them because I happen to believe that if I'm not accepting responsibility for what I'm doing wrong, then there's absolutely no way for me to get better or correct it. So that was a point that was important to me. Um, I went through a question and rerouting analysis of if I did things differently, would I get a different, more positive result? And, you know, that was like when I would get a negative reaction or when I was in a relationship with somebody, and I don't necessarily mean one-on-one, -on -one, like maybe a coworker, just somebody that I have to work with all the time. They might not be somebody that I talk to on a social level, but it still was important that my relationship with them, since we were sharing the same environment, was important. I didn't want a I didn't want an environment that was filled with um, adversity and tension. And so I wanted to know what part did I play in causing the tension. And I would analyze different situations of times when I would say this or that or do this or do that. And I would think, okay... I did this or I said that and I got that negative reaction and then I would think in my mind, okay, if I had have done things differently, what reaction do I think I would have gotten that could have been positive? And actually, I, I did that. I did like 20 questions of um, analyzing different negative situations and interactions that I have with people and I would just consider different ways that I could have answered them, responded to them, um, 
my my actions could I have changed my actions or even the the different um expressions that I had on my face or did I grunt or did I make a sound that was unnecessary that I could have did without you know what did I contribute to their negative behavior or their negative reaction that I could have done different and that I should do different next time to perhaps get a more positive reaction and throughout that I was really gung-ho on this thing at one time and I actually did end up changing in a more positive way and I actually did end up getting uh uh getting getting the results that I wanted and created a um better environment and atmosphere that I was seeking I'm not going to say that it was totally just because of me I know that I played my part that I know that I needed to um make during the process but I'm sure that the positive reactions that I got in return also added to that more positive and healthy environment as well. Now, there's a lot more points that I made, quite a few more points that I made during that time, um, but I'm not going to elaborate on that right now. I just wanted to point that out before I got into, you know, things that people can do to improve their lives. Just ways of thinking that can broaden people's horizons horizons or raise their awareness of different things, different ways that they can change their thought process or think on a different level for potential uh, opportunities to advance in life in one way or another, just different options or just seeing things in a different uh, way or a different outlook, a different perspective on the opportunities that people could take advancement on because although that is important to understand a person's potentials and abilities or what they're capable of and how they can advance in their life, I think it's equally as important for them to work on the negative things as well because I think it all goes hand in hand and I believe everybody understands that you know as we evolve we don't only grow from what we do um, as far as skills and learning things gifts and talents and uh, getting educated or gaining more knowledge but we also grow from changing negative things that aren't Um, contributing to our overall well-being, whether that's psychologically, emotionally, mentally, uh, you know. So, um, I wanted to share this point with you guys. When I was a little girl, I would think if someone was to perfect one skill to the point of mastering it, 
they can make a lot of money. Their skill would be in great demand because they would produce high quality, the best, original, or unique styles. How true do you think this is? So for the majority of my life, I focused on how much integrity, morals, character, values, and inspiration improves a person's life. This was rather I was soaring in this way of upholding or carrying myself, or rather I was lacking in it, which ultimately I ended up walking in both. This is with the understanding that I would never stop striving for the greatest demonstration of character that I am capable of achieving, knowing that this would always produce the highest quality of life and satisfaction I could receive possible. By the way, it never ceased to amaze me how people who give any level of interest, regardless of how minimal that may be towards yearning to have any integrity at all, is always judged far more harshly than those that could care less about how they conduct themselves at all, including lying, cheating, stealing, behaving evil in an evil way or cruel while having no conscience or negative emotions towards any of their ways, behavior, or actions regardless of who they hurt, damage, or destroy. Go figure, right? Because not only did I I would watch like Little House on the Prairie or, you know, I would watch shows that strategically focused on upholding ethics and integrity and morals, trying to learn and see what is having integrity, what does it consist of, what is the magnitude of your responsibility in what is expected of you when you say that you want to have integrity or display character, a good character. And not only did I observe positive people who had a really good sense of how to carry this out, and you could see it through everything that was going on in their life from how they lived their life to how they talked to how they act to how they responded to people to how they prospered to how their lifestyle was to the peace and environment that they dwelled in but i also watched people who had none at all and didn't have no problem with not having none at all and I just watched and observed what was the overall outcome of people per se and I think I did that more than I played on the swings or any other game or any other activity because I felt like just to me that was far more valuable to the overall well-being of my life. That was just me, though. 
is but on the on on the lines of what I was saying who is oblivious to knowing that those that have perfected their craft make the most money and are in the greatest demand do you happen to want the best when you are seeking to buy something or receiving service However, it is understood that it comes at a greater price, right? So more people are willing to settle for lesser than because they can't afford it, not because they do not want it, right? This is why I spent my life focusing on inspiring people because I wanted to be great at it. I think they have a saying uh, like, you could be a jack of all trades, but a master of none. I think that's kind of along that line. But when I was a kid, I don't think I thought about it that way. I just thought about the significance of people who perfected their craft and their skill and how excellent they got at it and how much it was in demand. And how beautiful and the high quality of the workmanship that they did. And I was just amazed with the ability that they had to um, achieve such a high level of excellence. And it just made sense to me. It just made perfect sense to me. And I wanted to be able to do it with little to almost no effort, which is what I accomplished with success. I have grown to realize though, that kind of success cannot solely come from a desire for monetary gain, since it demands a part of you and a passion or love for it, satisfying the need of others at such a high level. It can only come from a genuine love, need, and want to please someone else, regardless of what you get in return. It just seems like the payoff for this kind of drive and passion happens to be a monetary payoff when the demand becomes high enough for it. I mean, who is going to buy a car when they can't drive? Or how much is anyone willing to pay for a meal when they're not hungry? You know, if you don't need it, then what's to create the demand for it? What is it going to take for you to focus on perfecting a skill, profession, or gift? I think most people don't even try because... They do not believe in their self. What is it going to hurt to try? It doesn't have to start off big. It can start off small. Matter of fact, what was I was thinking about that? Actually, that's what I, I was going to um, name this episode is success begins at the bottom 
like that scripture in the Bible, don't despise small beginnings. The greatest success is built on a solid foundation. And how can a solid foundation be built unless it starts at the bottom and be built up? Stop thinking or worrying about what the next person is doing. Stop comparing yourself with other people. What is it that you find interesting? What is it that you would like to learn or do? You know, um, when I was working before I retired, I asked a lot of people, what is it that they would like to do with their life? And I wanted them to entertain that to see what other options they would have in life. They maybe go to school to be a nurse or even a doctor, regardless of what your job description is at the time. And a lot of people told me that that was the only thing they could do. No way. No way. That's like saying the only thing you can do with flour is make bread. There's no way. And you have a mind? It just tells me that you're not paying attention to you. You're not focusing on you and really digging deep and focusing on what it is you like. What you want for yourself. What you do good. Start looking it up on the internet. Start reading or watching movies. Not only about what you want to do. But of other people. And how they got started doing whatever they wanted to do. Research your interest. And see how you can get started doing something in that field with little to no money. You know? Where there's a will, there's a way. When I was a little girl, I used to sit up and read all kind of autobiographies of people's lives. It was like I was obsessed. Like I was fascinated with seeing how people evolved. And I seen people come from undesirable situations or circumstances that seem hideous or like there's no way they're ever going to be able to gain great success and change the whole pattern of their lifestyle on a whole nother level and they did and I knew that if they could do it as a human being anyone could Because all human beings are equipped with the same abilities. I'm sure there's something that could be done. Start talking to others about what you would like to do. You'd be surprised the knowledge, wisdom, and great advice other people can help you with to figure out or give you some insight into how you can get started. Don't doubt yourself or listen to people who say you can't do it. That doesn't prove anything. People overachieve in areas others don't believe or say they can't every day. And I know this to be a fact. 
because I've spent my life talking to so many different people on so many different levels. I remember one time when I was working in this one department at the hospital, I used to have so many different people from so many different uh, departments that didn't have anything to do with my department coming in there looking for me. <coughs> Excuse me, where's Della at? Where's Della at? Where's Della at? Sometimes, actually quite often, they would come in at different times and I would hold conversations with different people at the same time. And it was just so natural to me. I just, it, I just loved it. I just loved interacting with the different people and conversating with them and seeing how they thought and seeing what they knew and getting advice from them and hearing about their lives. And it was like uh, discovering a pot of gold to me. Each person, I just found inspirational and just full of wisdom. I mean, maybe they didn't think that they had wisdom, but they had wisdom to me. And I remember a young lady, uh, a young Cambodian young lady that I work with, and she was about 10 years younger than me. And she told me one day, you know, Della, the reason why um, we... Um, admire how you talk to people she said because you know it's not easy for people to just talk to everybody the way you do you just do it like it's just so easy it's not easy for everybody to just talk to so many different people like it's nothing like it's not hard at all and it's something to admire and we admire it and I never even thought about it because you know, when something, when, when you do something naturally or, you know, it's just a part of you, you really don't um, think that it's amazing because it's just, it's just natural to you. And to me, I didn't really think that that was no special skill to have because I was just talking to people. I wasn't judging the people. I wasn't thinking about who they was or, or who they were or where they came from or what they had or what they didn't have or was they good people, was they bad. I mean, I just thought of them as people with a mind, with emotions, with passions, with um, gifts and skills and ideas and they could think and advice and I, people that you could talk to, that you could learn from, you know, that you can interact with. And so um, I didn't even, you know, but, but anyway, I said that to say that's how I know that for a fact, you know, if you talk to, open yourself to talk to more people then it's inevitable that they're going to give you insight that you don't have. When I do things after people say I couldn't, and it's been quite a few times in my life that I've experienced that, you know what they say? 
Well, you always said that you were going to do it. Why? Because they couldn't stop me. They only have control over what they say or believe. Mm -hmm. Now, don't get me wrong, because I have, as I'm sure so many other people have, had people to try to stop me. It always seemed to create another avenue, a different avenue, and energy to help me to get it done, probably even quicker. I believe that's when Father God comes in to give me that extra helping hand, being that I still wasn't willing to stop trying or just gave up altogether. It always works out that way somehow. I think that's really something we all know though, or at least wanna believe. That's why when we watch movies or hear about the underdog or someone that is believing for something that has tremendous adversities or unusual circumstances that should stop them dead in their tracks, ends up getting exactly what they were working or hoping for. It makes us get all emotional and teary-eyed because we wanted to keep believing, but was still doubting and hoping that the person would stay strong enough to endure, but due to what all they were dealing with, the struggle, the hardships and pain they were enduring made it unsure to fully know the outcome since we know how it would have affected us under such hideous circumstances. So when they make it under such pressure, it produces an enormous amount of hope for what we are dealing with or struggling with, giving us the belief that perhaps since they had enough strength, it is possible that we can overcome them too, right? And that is right. Since we all are equipped with the same abilities as humans. Okay, now on to a different subject, which is really making an impact and being really significant to me at this point in my life. And that's being healthy on purpose. For 2022, I have come to the realization that if I want to change my eating habits, which I've expressed before, and it, of course, anything that you do is not a straight shot to a clear path of what you need to do and having the motivation, the inspiration, or the ability to carry it out then I am going to have to sit down and design a healthy menu to follow of what I can and cannot eat. I also need to understand why it is important for me to implement this healthier lifestyle in my daily routines because so far this year I have fallen short too many times where not only am I not maintaining my expectations, but have actually 
gain more weight. So that lets me know that it is time to regroup and recoup. I'm not willing to simply give up though. That is not an option. Where there is a will, there's a way, right? I could do all things through Christ whom strengthens me, right? So I decided on coming up with a healthy, quick, and easy menu. The breakfast consists of only two ingredients. The categories are instant oatmeal, pot or package, scrambled eggs, and yogurt with fruit. These are great choices for me because I like all of these ingredients. It's enough choices to where I could change them up. They're quick to make. They can easily be made for convenience on the go and they can all be made at an affordable price. B, for the benefits of eggs, well, we know if they are prepared correctly, like poached, boiled, and I'm thinking scrambled with some, a little oil that is not too fattening, but I got some other unique ideas. I think it'd be good to like mixing them in a muffin pan cup with some pieces of lean meat and vegetables could be low in fat too. So when I Google it, I find out it's high in protein, low in calories and high in cholesterol levels but not when eating without the yolk, which is what I happen to love. So I think I should consider this when preparing my eggs. See, now when I look up oatmeal in Google on site, www.healthline.com forward arrow nutrition, it tells me that oats, are among the highest grains on earth. They're gluten, they're a gluten-free whole grain and a great source of important vitamins, minerals, fibers, and antioxidants, which I'm really getting into. Studies show that oats and oatmeal have many health benefits. These include weight loss, lower blood sugar levels and a reduced risk of a heart disease some of these stuff i kind of knew about some of this stuff i kind of knew about oatmeal i just have a problem wanting to eat it as often as i should that's why i feel like it's important to change my mindset about how i desire looking forward to it so i will be willing to actually make it more often I have to remind myself of the four food groups. Fruits and vegetables, right? Meats and protein, dairy, and grains. And I had a box. I had some fish fillets and fillets. And it said on the box that according to the um, four fruit groups, it was saying that we're supposed to, to be more, more healthy, most healthy, to eat fish twice a week is recommended. Out of the four food 
groups and what are their uh, functions. Food for energy, carbohydrates, foods for growth and repair, proteins, foods for storing energy in the form of body, fats, and providing insulation and protection for nerves and organs, fats and oils. Food for maintaining a healthy body and immune system, vitamins and minerals. Now, um, I really understand that this is important because I was really tired last week and I felt like I was going to faint and I didn't even realize that I was out of breath. It seemed like every little move I was making, every step I took, I was breathing hard and then because I guess probably because I was on this health tip and it was at the forefront of my mind, the first thing went to me is that, okay, my energy level is down. So what food can I eat that will uh, raise my energy level? So I know at one point somebody, I had went to the doctor and they told me that my iron was low and I never thought to think that my iron was low. I never had that experience, that problem before. So immediately my mind went into, you know what I need? Iron. So I went and I bought me some liver, made me some liver, and some spinach. I had some rice and gravy and some candy yams. I don't think, I don't know how the candy yams helped, but they was good and some um, biscuits, some flaky biscuits. And I don't know what they have to do with it. I guess that covers the bread category, but my main focus was on I needed some iron, which just goes to show how food has a lot to do with our, how we feel on a day-to-day basis. You know, not just a matter of if you're gaining weight or losing weight, but it's really important just to be healthy just for our maintenance, for our body maintenance, for our energy level and thought process and all that. So, I wanted to talk about standards. Where did you get your standards from? As I was thinking about where I got my standards from, which I thought was a good choice, I had to realize that some people get their standards from people they admire that might not be such a good decision. Like when they are being right on target, when they are being involved with criminal activity. This unlawful activity don't see Anything wrong with conning or deceiving people, this is immoral. I mean, I have been told by one woman that what does it what does it matter rather she has character or not? Which immediately made me almost for sure that she didn't have none. In such cases, Who is truly going to define their behavior or ways as wrong 
even if they cause them negative reactions or outcomes for their life. When the very people they have respected all of their life doesn't see anything wrong with it, uphold it and congratulate them for doing such an awful job. This is what allows me to examine what I choose to follow, carrying out in my everyday affairs, being able to understand what is correct. I understand that I can, nor will I ever be perfect, but I can try to do the best I can do where I am being as pleasing to my Father God as possible. That is why, to me, reading my Holy Bible is so essential because it allows us to know the difference. It allows me to know the difference. And you know what? I, when I was a little girl, like I was saying earlier, I used to read all these books or these autobiographies, so many of them, everybody, everybody, Langton Hughes, Benjamin Franklin, everybody, uh, Helen Keller, but um, everybody included. <laughs> but um, I... Read, I believe it was Benjamin Franklin that did an analysis of himself. So he wrote down a list of things that he would like to change about himself that he felt like were bad, not negative. I, I'm not sure if they were necessarily bad behaviors, ways, or patterns. I think they were patterns too, because I think one of them was like, he always was late going places or something like that. But anyway, even although I don't remember exactly what they were, it was a long time ago, it was a little girl. But one thing that impressed me about what he did was that first of all, he found it necessary. He found it important to pay attention to bad behaviors, ways, characteristics, routines, things that he did that wasn't good for him or healthy for him. And he set out to strategically change it. And I believe uh, he fell short perhaps in one or two of the areas, but then he was okay with that because he had come to the conclusion that he, he needed to accept that he's not perfect and he's never going to be perfect. So I guess that's kind of that, like that saying in the Bible where there was a, a disciple and I'm not a Bible scholar. I read the Bible, but if you know the Bible, then you'll know what I'm talking about. But it was about um, I believe it was one of the uh, disciples that had a thorn in his side. And he asked Father God to take the thorn out of his side. But Father God said his grace was sufficient. So in other words, Father God wasn't going to take the thorn out of his side. Because he wasn't Jesus Christ and he wasn't going to be able to be perfect. So um, he was going to have a flaw, but... Father God, it was going to be okay because Father God's grace is sufficient. So I guess that's what Benjamin Franklin was saying at the time 
but I was a little girl, I really didn't understand even the Bible the way I do now to, to be able to relate the two. But I just knew that that was seemed like a brilliant way of thinking to me as a human being with our flaws and our inability to be perfect, but to strive to be the best that you can be. I thought that was absolutely magnificent. I thought he was the best that he could be as, as a human being because you have a lot of people that don't even think twice about being better, would care less about being better. So to have a standard of such a high magnitude, I commended him to the highest magnitude of respect that I could give. But anyway, have you ever known someone that does whatever they want, regardless of how right or wrong that is? Like not following rules, law, the law, or have no regard for how they speak to speak to or treat or cause other people to feel unless it is not in their favor to do so when things don't end up the way they want them to so they switch up just long enough to get their way fully knowing that they had no plans of stop doing the negative stuff again well that is not having standards or integrity that is being deceitful and since we all should be aware that we don't have the ability to trick father God then this kind of behavior is not going to end up being a benefit for anyone's overall well-being I think we all know that or should and I feel sorry for anybody who don't they say if you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. There are a lot of chaos. There's a lot of chaos going on in the world today in our society on a day-to-day -day basis. And with a full-blown war going on, then we absolutely know that to be true. Who is to judge from one person to the next? But how do you hold on to your own personal values to ensure that you do not turn into someone that you can't respect, appreciate, or feel good about? No, it is no good to look down on other people because they don't think the same way that you do. Live their life with the same sort of standards or belief but it does say in the word of God that bad association spoils useful habits in 1 Corinthians 15 33 I'm sure we all know that how we live our life has a lot if not everything to do with the quality of it this is why it is so important to strive to emulate a person with a lifestyle similar to one that we desire. They have proven to display ways, behaviors, characters, and actions that have brought about an overall atmosphere that can be appreciated if by no one else but you. 
And when I was thinking about that, you know what? I was thinking about, you know, it probably would be good if you knew what you was talking about too. Because to emulate someone that you think is one way not fully knowing and really happen to be wrong because they're just perceiving to be one way but they really are not then I don't know how beneficial that's going to be especially if you are getting advice from them because I know that I have always admired my mom but that's because I saw her all the time day and night watched her you know it wasn't like I seen her from afar off or here and there, just read about her, heard about her. So when I chose to want to believe in the uh, standards and values that she raised me to believe in based upon the um, teachings of the Holy Bible and the principles in it, then I felt like that was a beneficial way to be but I knew that I was um taking on the values of someone that was actually trying to implement those values within her life I mean of course she couldn't show me that she was lacking mistakes or you know bad decisions because she's a human being but I think like Benjamin Franklin I think she did the best that she could do at least she tried it would seem as if everyone does or should want to establish a wholesome life after all it is filled with peace less stress and worry less hardship turmoil and adversity but that does not appear to be the case Notice how in the scripture, it does not say that your useful habits will help someone else gain useful habits. That is why it also says in the Bible in Matthew 7, 6, do not give dogs what is holy. Do not throw your pearls before swine. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and then turn and tear you to pieces why does it say this because what is of value is not going to be value to those that do not see or understand the value in it nevertheless it says they will then turn and tear you to pieces so and other like so it makes sense that when i did ask uh, the young lady about uh, what she felt about having character, what I was talking about earlier in this episode, and she said that she didn't have any, then it made sense when she got upset with me and when it talked about me like I thought I was better than her because I was putting her down because I was saying that she didn't have any character which I didn't respond to it whatsoever. I just merely asked her a question. I had no control over how it was gonna make her to feel when she realized that perhaps 
people might think of her in a negative way because she responded by saying that um, she didn't even know what it was. So it is going to eventually cause you harm. <laughs> exactly. Now, this is not to judge anyone or to put them down because in the scripture right before it, in Matthew 7, 5, it states, you hypocrite. First, take the beam out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So it is merely directing people to do what they know to do, what they feel is best for them. If being wholesome is what brings the greatest satisfaction to your life, then by all means, you should follow that path while avoiding all evil communications, bad behaviors, or ways that are detrimental to your well-being of upholding that path. Now, I looked up five ways to live a wholesome life on fluxmagazine.com website. That's F-L-U-X-M-A-G-A-Z-I-N-E.com website. And it states, number one, maintain a positive mindset. Number two, manage your money. Number three, work hard. Number four, leave negative relationships behind. Number five, look after your health. Now, that's not to say that a person that is striving to have a wholesome life has achieved all of these at this present time, especially if they're still striving. But that's to say these are this is these are the points that you should be focusing on, improving on if you want to live a wholesome life. And you want to avoid the opposite of these if you want to maintain a wholesome life because they will interrupt you being able to possess a wholesome life. So if you or myself is involving ourselves in any situations that cause us not to be able to possess these characteristics, then we know that we are throwing our pearls before swine, right? I don't think... I don't think anyone should feel ashamed of their self for falling victim for getting sidetracked though because it if it were going to be so easy to do it wouldn't be pointed out in the Bible isn't it kind of like that saying if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck it's a duck well obviously the person 
knows that or they wouldn't have to go out of their way to remind everyone. Throughout all the many traumas, bad situations, and hardships we experience every day, sometimes we get deceived and sometimes we deceive ourselves because we want people to be what we want them to be, but it doesn't work that way, does it? No more than we can be what someone else wants us to be. However, each individual owes it to their self to live the kind of life that makes them happy. I think sometimes we don't feel for whatever reason as if we deserve it though. So we continue to put ourselves in situations that are no good for us. That is why I decided that my mother was my role model. Because she has modeled lifestyle that I found beneficial And I think that's, you know, worthy of you looking to see who you would like to emulate. That will get you closest to where you would like to be in your life. If this is something you never thought about, try asking someone about it, about having character or integrity and how it affects your life. You know, sometimes people admire people in their ways that take them down a path that is no good for them and they really didn't think about it but they should have because it would have let them know that their role model was not someone that is going to take them in a positive direction and perhaps it would have raised their awareness to the fact that they would end up in a bad situation like perhaps they did But anyway, I'm going to end this segment for now. And if you like this episode, please hit the like, share, or subscribe button. And remember, there really is a God.